Thanks, Natalie, for reading our scriptures this day. It's no wonder why, though, that people disputed when they heard Jesus speak these words. Because what are they to mean? How could any of this be? If they are words that are meant to be taken literally, as was the custom in some cultures and religious traditions, then it might not be something that the people in Jesus' day could literally stomach themselves. Sorry, pun intended there. And if Jesus' words here are meant to be taken spiritually, symbolically, then it still requires people's minds to most deeply wrestle with them. And for a long period of time, too, to try and figure out what they might mean and how it all looks. And I imagine that as you and I hear these words again this day, we too have more questions that come to our minds than, than answers um, that come as a part of this scripture. What does it mean for any of us to live forever? What does it mean for us who don't eat or drink of this meal to have no life within us? How do we eat and drink in a way that we abide in Jesus and he in us? What does that look like? How do we do it? Is there a right way to do any of that? Maybe you have other questions or thoughts that came to your mind as you heard Natalie read. Hold on to those for right now. First, we have to switch to what is it that is a comfort food for you? When you think about that question, what comes to your mind? Maybe it's something from your childhood, um, something that your grandma always made or that uh, your family was in the kitchen making or baking together and that as soon as you have it, as soon as you start to smell the smells, it just takes you back to all of those memories growing up. Maybe it's a dish that takes a lot of time or there's a lot of prep or ingredients involved in it so that every time you have it, you appreciate the work that has gone into it for you to enjoy it. Something that has taken time to rise or for um, flavors to marinate or um, for something to um, simmer in the pot before it was just quite done and ready to be served. What is it that comes to your mind? For me, without a doubt, it would be my grandma's cookies. Cookies that she would bake in advance of Christmas, weeks and weeks before, and then she'd store them in Tupperwares so that anytime people, family, friends, neighbors came over to the house, she could just open them out and um, serve them with coffee and um, sit down and just enjoy people's company. And she made all different kinds of Christmas cookies. Probably the two that she made the most were spritzes and Scandinavian crumkaka cookies. And both of those are time-intensive cookies that I unfortunately have never quite been able to master myself. Because you have to have the consistency right, and you have to have the timing right, and you have to have the perfect mix of all of those ingredients. Not too much, not too little. They have to be all at the right temperatures. And I so miss her cookies. And every time I'm able to have one of those two cookies, it just brings back a flood of memories of my grandma.
Maybe what comes to your mind is the perfect comfort food that just leaves you feeling filled and satisfied and um, just brings a smile to your face. What is it for you? In Jesus's world, bread was of course a staple of the diet. And bread too, it takes a lot of time to make, but it can also be pretty communal too, especially in communities where people are all working together to provide for the ingredients and then working together to knead the dough and let it rise and then bake it together often. And then when you can enjoy it, it is a food that feeds us and fills us, gives us a little bit of nourishment. And just like in the Old Testament when God had provided for uh, the people in the time of Egypt, they had to have a meal that was fast, including a bread that was fast. That's why they had the unleavened bread as a part of that meal. And so every year as people would gather to celebrate, to remember what God had done for their ancestors long ago, bread was a staple as a part of that table. Bread is also a staple in that it reminds us of this manna as the people were in the wilderness without a place to call their own, without a home. And God provided for the people every single day just what they needed for that day. Sometimes I think it's really hard for us to go to God with all of our needs. We so often want to try and do it ourselves. We want to try and secure everything that we can for ourselves, not only for one day, but for all the rest of our lives too. What is it that we need? What is it that is bread for our lives? In our story for today, Jesus uses the image of bread to describe himself, to describe that he is what we need in our lives. It is, he is the staple for our very lives, our very existence, for everything that we need each and every day. He is what feeds and fills us and what gives us life. Life that is beyond this day, life that is beyond the existence of the world that we live in right now, life that is eternal. I think that's what it means for all of us to have life forever. Life forever with God, free from anything that separates us from each other, from God, free from anything that holds us back in this life, anything that um, um, makes us not quite fully see who we are and who we were created to be. Anything that causes us pain or suffering, that challenges us in ways that are often sometimes so hard. Life that is eternal. And when we're able to step back and take all of that into to heart, then I think we're able to trust and um, to be filled with hope that this life that we live isn't the end, that there is more, that there is this life that we can simply be with God, have all of our questions 
maybe asked of God, um, maybe receive the answers that God is able to give to us. And most of all, that there comes this time in which we can be around God's table, filled with the best of breads, filled with the finest meats, the richest wines, probably the best Christmas cookies ever, and just to be in each other's company, dwelling in God's light and love. But here's the other hard part of all of that. It's one thing to sort of know that in your mind and, and maybe call it up when you're at the end of your life. Maybe when you're old in your days, up in years. It's so much harder though when we know death comes sometimes all too soon in our living this life. We know it's so much harder when we're not prepared, when our family isn't prepared. And it is hard for us to recognize and to hold on to this reality that because of Jesus, we do live forever. Maybe not in this life, but certainly in this life that we live with God. And I don't know about you, but I know that even as a person of faith, I'm still afraid of dying. As a kid, I prayed every night that my grandma wouldn't die. <laughs> and that if she really, really, really absolutely had to die, that she wouldn't be alone. And that if anybody, I could be there by her side. And I think all of us, we, we always worry for the people around us, right? We worry about the people that we love. We worry about the people that we don't even know, but whose, whose situation or circumstance in life is just something that is hard for us to even imagine walking through. And there's so many, so many things out there, so many ways to die. That, that makes it hard. We're all a little afraid of dying. And it's hard to be at peace with what Jesus is saying here. There's so many things in, that don't always make sense to us. The things that we can't understand about why things happen the way that they do. And so I think this is where, just like a really good bread, you have to take time to eat it. You can't just swallow it without fully chewing it. It takes time to keep on coming back to, to reflect on, to um, sort of be working through as you go throughout life um, so that you can maybe better understand its meaning for us. Because of Jesus, we can live forever. And I think we have to hold on to that the best that we can. And in those hardest moments, when death comes much too soon or in a way that we wouldn't wish anyone would have to experience, then it probably requires even more of us and um, more support from those around us in those moments. And hopefully it reminds us that we need Jesus each and every day. I think sometimes it's really easy to skip a meal right? To skip a feeding. Everything's going good in life. And then when the things that really challenge us or make us struggle or make us question everything come about, 
we're already starving because <laughs> it's been a while. What is it that you need this day? Where are you struggling? What questions do you have in your mind? I don't think any of us have all the answers, but hopefully all our lives we can keep on seeking this bread, this Jesus who is life for us. And in so doing, recognize that the life that he gives is beyond our full comprehension or understanding. And when we can trust that we're not alone in anything that we face, especially the hardest of times, especially when things come to an end, then I think that hope lives in us in a way that gives life to us each and every day of our lives. It shapes how we live, what we do, what we say, how we treat one another. And so I pray that as all of us share in this bread and this meal and Christ's um, body and blood this day, we might too just pray that Jesus' spirit lives within us so that we can constantly be filled by it and that we can seek to be the blessing to others through his love. Don't forget, take some time to eat slowly. Don't go too fast. Don't rush through it. Savor it. Chew through it completely. And come back often. There's no right way to have the meal. Anytime you remember Jesus and his love for you, the meal is complete. Amen.